Hello, this is uh, Richie Wexer for Vintage Journal's Archive Outsider Podcast. Just here for with a really nice small mini episode with Kevin Allison. Um, Kevin's been a great friend to the show. Um, he's coached at me in doing the podcast, and he um, and Risk has been a big supporter of the show as well. Um, please check out R- Risk Podcast; it's really amazing. But we're here today to talk about his reuniting with the state for a one-time performance. Hopefully, more. Um, called the Breaking Hearts and Dipping Balls Tour, and the show is at Denver's Paramount Theater on August 30th. Um, just, you know, he shares some stories of behind the scenes, uh, being part of the state, and just a very nice episode. I think you'll enjoy it, so thank you. involved with i forget the name of the the band the the dad is it the dad band what is it called middle-aged dad jam band <laughs> and are you singing with them is that the are you I playing am, I am. I'm, I'm gonna be singing a van morrison tune and i'll tell you i i don't i don't i don't know how i'm gonna be <laughs> i haven't i haven't sung on stage uh in i don't know a decade or two and you know it it's fun i mean the middle-aged dad jam band has had a lot of people you know coming through it depending on where they're performing it's basically members of the state and friends of members of the state like weird al yankovic has done the show before uh i don't think he's going to be at the one at the bell house in new york but um you know it's just amateur folks who love music from the 60s 70s 80s and and just kind of like cover band stuff so yeah i'll be doing a ben morrison tune and i hope i i hope the vocal yeah uh, jackie wilson said and it's it's high he sings that high so we'll see we'll see what happens (laughs) do you have i mean do you have like um musical do you have a musical background yeah 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 i did musical theater when i was in high school yeah 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 and, and yeah and i i even trained a little bit at cincinnati uh college conservatory of music uh, on during the summers so yeah i was thinking of studying acting in um college but went with film instead and probably should have should have gone with acting actually it makes me think of the story you shared at the live show in philly uh, about your brother and the pickles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, that was how I met the members of the state. You know, that first film project I did when I was in freshman year, it was so ridiculous. And so, you know, like, I, it was a one-man thing where I just had pickles exploding all over the place. And um, just five minutes of insanity was my first movie that I ever brought into film class. And there were members of what became the state in that film class who laughed so much at that first project of mine that I started getting in with them. And I paid close attention. When I saw that first show that the state ever did at NYU, I was like, I got to get into that group. So I was kind of stalking them over the years at NYU until I finally was in the group. And if I remember from this, from our, our episode, it involved nudity at a, at a bar. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was big into making a making my best first impression with people by showing up places nude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? What you know? If it was, I don't know how much you're allowed to talk about in terms of the lot. You know, this stuff with the state that's happening. I don't know if it's just a few shows or there's going. It's going further. Um, I'm just curious on on you know what that's been like for you and just and you know what you know like what it's like to kind of revisit this thing that essentially you were like a fucking very young you know you're 23 23 when you were in this day right we have been laughing our asses off just having zoom meetings about this stuff it's been really really sweet to see how friendly and fun everyone is i it, yeah I, I, it's really interesting because the group has been through oh my god so many phases and you know eras of tension between us and stuff like that and, uh, you know, a lot of us have just mellowed out quite a lot. And, you know, you get to a certain age where you're willing to just be like, oh, my God, life's tough. You know, uh, let's just get along with one another. And we've been getting along beautifully. We're, we're doing a show in Denver on August 30th. So that's and the biggest. That's the first biggest show. That's the first big show. And if that show sells out and does well, then we will as immediately thereafter as possible, set up like a bunch of dates in September to do the show all over the place. And I really hope that happens because we're already having a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm someone who suffers from stage fright. Does that come up with this kind of thing when you're like all of a sudden, you know, you know, you're, I mean, you're, 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 you know, you're, this is what, 30, how many years ago are we talking about? Uh, well, the state started in 1988 and our first, we were, we first showed up on MTV in 93. Um, and yeah, no, I do not get stage fright around this kind of stuff because it's so fun. I don't know. I feel like whenever I'm performing with the state, with the state, I feel like the stakes for me personally are are a little lower because i've got so many funny people all around me you know that so that it's like even if i fuck up in a sketch comedy context you can always turn a fuck up into a joke on its own you know or someone else in the group can so no i'm usually very comfortable uh performing with the state it, it's it's doing more serious stuff where i get a little stage frighty sometimes in terms of like coming back to it, are are there certain characters you played? Yeah. Or are there yeah. certain types yeah. of you know? Explain. Yeah, I'm curious on like what your what your role is and what you're excited to kind of bring to that because again, now your character, whoever that was, is now older. <laughs> and how yeah. does that you know how does that shift things? Uh, well, you know, so we were a sketch comedy show, and every episode would have I don't know five or six or so sketches in it. Our sketches tended to be very short and we would include links in them a little bit like Monty Python's old episodes. We did have recurring characters. Uh, we were we were um, a little uh, hesitant to to do that. We created a character at one point called Louie and it was us making fun of recurring characters in sketch comedy. And so when Louie comes out, you hear an announcement saying, you know, uh, and now Louis, the character who j comes out and just says his one catchphrase over and over again. And his catchphrase is that he wants to dip his balls in it. And he's always holding a couple of uh, golf balls. Yeah, 
I am, uh, one of my recurring characters is I'm in a sketch called The Jew, The Italian, and The Redhead Gay. The way that that sketch came about was that uh, David Wayne and Ken Marino and myself were once in a room after work one day at MTV saying, and I think it was David that said, what, what, what's a sketch that only the three of us could perform? And I suggested The Jew, The Italian, and The Redhead Gay. And we went with that. So that sketch is just making fun of stereotypes. Uh, Taco Man is another uh, sketch that people love from me. It, it wasn't a recurring character. It was just one sketch that people became completely obsessed with. It's like a cult favorite uh, where I am a mailman who has decided to start delivering tacos instead of the mail. And uh, Michael Ian Black plays a dissatisfied <laughs> homeowner who's not getting his mail. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. They, oh, Barry and Levon are two guys who talk uh, a lot like uh, Barry White. <laughs> like, that's just their deal. So, yeah, we have a lot of recurring characters that we're bringing back, but we're also bringing back some complete, well, not bringing back, we're doing some completely new stuff also. So that should be fun. Is, are you allowed to talk about some of that? Uh, well, I mean, most of the new stuff is going to be a surprise. And even with the even with the old stuff, we'll be playing video clips of stuff from back in the day that we don't think anyone has seen, or or at least it, no one's seen it in quite a while, some of the stuff that we have, yeah, from the vaults, yeah. What I would love, if you're open to it, is sharing stories, maybe two or three, three, four minutes, or one long, whatever it is, of stuff of, you know, based on risk, things you wouldn't share, and maybe things you haven't shared that are just kind of funny, odd, weird. Um, I, I don't know, I, just, I would like to kind of bring in the risk crowd because I feel like you have, it seems like you have an equal fan base between both those, both, you know, between state and, and risk and risk folks. But let me get this clear. Do you mean sh short stories about the state, but, but in a risk-like way? Yes, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Is that, I, I just, I would love just a few stories and, and, you know, I don't, they don't need to be the top hits. They can just be, I prefer things that you maybe haven't shared just to bring something new to the table uh, or, or a story associated with, you know, this process. I don't know if anything has come up with this new getting, getting another group, you know, getting, I know you've been friends with those for years, but, you know, working on this thing, I don't know if anything else, any funny anecdotes or funny stories have come up. We did talk about starting a, about maybe reviving a sketch uh, that we used to do called medication. And it was in our best of show that actually got us the job at, at MTV. So after we graduated from NYU, we put together a show of our greatest hits and the show ended with a sketch called Medic medication, which is now kind of legendary because the fucking sketch is so hard to do that we haven't done it since. It's uh, Todd Hollebeck is sitting with a couple of friends at a diner and he says, oh shit, I forgot my medication. I'm supposed to take it every day at like 3 p.m. And everyone's like, well, uh, what happens if you don't take it? And he's like, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know what will happen if I don't take it. And he doesn't have his meds, 3 p.m. passes, and all of a sudden just weird shit starts to happen all over the stage. 
Ken Marino comes out and pulls actual calves brains out of a hat and uh, I am born out of a table like nude except for like a, a, a umbilical cord and I'm covered in gel so that I look like I'm a baby being born and all of this shit is had people are unicycling around and and ev- I, I was the one who suggested to the group hey we should get an actual pig's head um because my dad had once given an actual pig's head to a friend as a prank gift for his 40th birthday and i remember as a little kid seeing that severed pig's head in a box and just w- what a freaky sight that was so i was like the group's like yeah well how would you get a pig's head i was like i had it down at the meatpacking dr- district i guess and sure enough went down to the meatpacking district went to a, a butcher and was like can i have a pig's head and they were like uh yeah i mean i think they might have charged me like five bucks because what are you gonna do with it otherwise and so there would always be someone roller skating around with a pig's head on a tray during med- medication. And when we did it for our greatest hit show, I decided like we there would be a week that would pass, but we did it one week and then, then another. So we couldn't hold we couldn't freeze that fucking, you know, we had to get another one the next week. So. So I decided to put it behind the back wheel of the most expensive looking car (laughs) in the Greenwich Village area that the theater was (laughs) as a sort of like a fuck you, yuppie. You know what I mean? Like like that someone would back their car up and be like, what the hell did I run over? And we talked about maybe doing medication again for the Denver show. But we were like, oh, God. It's just too tough. Yeah, this also really makes me fully understand now your influence on the state. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was a little bit um, in some ways the way Mel Brooks was in the writing room for uh, your show of shows. You know, it was Neil Simon, Woody Allen, Sid Caesar. um, Who am I forgetting? Just, you know, Carl Reiner, all these incredible writers. And Mel Brooks was always in that room and they would laugh, laugh their asses off at his sketches in the writer's room and then say, yeah, but we can't do that on TV. And so I was often in that position as well. Like, I think one of the things that's fun about the group is that we were we were both very smart. Our actual premises and writing was quite smart. But the energy of the group is very silly and kiddish. You know, like like, like, there's a lot of youthful kid-like energy in it. Um, Monty Python was similar in a lot of ways to to having that about them. It seems like a lot of dark humor is thrown in. One thing I love about about the work overall in the two groups, it's like these running gags that some of them are like 20, I'm sure that are 20 years old at this point. That sketch Taco Man that I was talking about before, I've always loved the behind the scenes story about how that came together because the group used to have to vote on one another's sketches. You know, you had to get a quorum of people out of 11 people uh, to like your sketch and vote for it to possibly be produced. So 
Taco Man came about because David Wayne had, like, he was the first member of the group to have a laptop computer. Like, that was a totally new thing at the time, and no one else had one. And he had one, and we were in the back of a van riding away from a sketch shoot somewhere. And I was on one side of him and Michael Ian Black was on the other side of him. And he was like, hey, guys, let's just write a sketch. So we just it was like, OK, mailman's walking down the street. Like we just started making stuff up. And we really did write that entire sketch, just each throwing in lines as we went. And it all just kind of came together very naturally. And we loved it. And so we pitched it to the group like the next time the group was having a writer's meeting. Uh, we read our various roles and all that, and no one, no one, but there were, the sketch got three votes, me, David, and Mike, the three people who wrote it. So David was like, damn it, this is a good sketch. I really want to do this anyway. So he took like his family's like little high eight video camera, which gets the shittiest quality stuff and he got some people on the on the crew like you know people in the art department he was like hey don't like this isn't in the budget but can we like can somebody steal a mailbox (laughs) (laughs) and can we somehow find like a mailman's uniform like at a thrift store or something so members of the crew were excited to be working on this secret sketch that wasn't approved We shot it without the producers knowing while they were shooting something else. We were around the corner at somebody's house in their front lawn (laughs) while they weren't home. And we shot the sketch. And then we, David edited it together and we presented it to the group as a finished product. And then the entire group was like voting for it they were like okay let's put it on the show so that was an illegally produced sketch (laughs) what were some of the craziest weirdest things that were rejected either that you were involved with or just for the group itself yeah well i will say one of the funniest things was uh we have a sketch called and where uh david and i are writers at rolling stone magazine and David is trying to think of how to word a sentence. And I suggest he just say this and that. And David's like, whoa, wait, what is this? Like, he doesn't know the word and. And it becomes like a Sesame Street sketch. Basically, I'm teaching him how the word and works. And then David, at the end of the sketch, is just walking down the street saying this and that and this. And and at one point he says, and Alice Cooper. And literally Alice Cooper walks by. One of the things he said was, Coriolanus, the the Shakespeare play, and MTV was like, you absolutely cannot say that. Uh, And we were like, wait, why? And they were like, because anus is in the word. And we're like, like, wait a minute, that's a historical figure at a Shakespeare play. Like, they were like, no, 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 you can't say a word that has anus in it. Like, we had an enormous amount of creative control, and MTV was very experimental in the 90s with, with, with stuff like ours. And so, yeah, we were very lucky to have been working at that time. Can you just plug the, 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 one, the one date you have? Yeah, yeah. So we are in Denver on August 30th. 
And it's at, uh, well, let's see. You can get tickets at the-state.com. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be very, very silly. Yeah. Thank oh, I'm really, really, really excited for this. And thank you so much. Um, it's great talking to you. Thank you, Rich. Thought in different ways. Love.